1: It's Arcand and Kyrie on WEEI. You
2: know, I went down in front of him to kind of get in the way to stop him from slowing down Taekwon, who obviously couldn't make the tackle there. So just kind of went down in front of him and um, trying to stop a fast guy and get into another fast guy. So just split-second decision, and there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you're out there trying to compete and it's a physical game. So just trying to help the team win and um, have all the respect for Eli and the Bengals. They played a great game. so. Um, there's no hard feelings, and definitely no intention to hurt anybody on that play. Um, nor do I believe that when I'm playing quarterback, that's what you know. I get hit a lot too. So we're all out there playing, playing hard, and that's um, just part of the game.
3: Four o'clock here, Sports Radio, WEEI, Christian Arcan, Kyrie Thompson. By the way, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say play 93.7 at WEEI, and it'll play it. It'll just play it for you. It's amazing. Amazing what they're doing these days. Uh, that was Mac Jones with a uh, brilliant interviewer who got uh, asked a brilliant question that elicited such a uh, long and uh, detailed Perfection. answer. It yeah. really was. Uh, we didn't have time to add the, uh, to add the question, but just uh, know that it was uh, a real pro asking it. <laughs> that was uh, me and Dondera yesterday. And uh Mac talked about it. That answer got a lot of attention, obviously. You probably read about it uh, you know, all over the place. It was uh Boston.com it was the New York Post, ESPN, Mike Reese and CBS, everybody was uh was get a uh, lot of run for these interviews dissecting yeah. that. Yeah, especially that one because this out of all the things that happened in that game, and listen, I mean for the Patriots locally here, I think everyone's a little bit more concerned about this team circling the toilet again for the second straight year down the stretch. But nationally nationally, the biggest Patriots-related topic right now is Mac Jones and is he a dirty player and should he be suspended and whatever. And uh, so we already did sort of touch on this a little bit with Ross Tucker, but Kyrie, I haven't really talked to you about it. Um, how dirty was that
4: play and do you care? I mean, look, to me it was. It was dirty. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm watching it in real time. And I could see, you know, obviously, like Mac Jones you know, and, and Tyquan Thornton are pursuing the play. And I saw Mac Jones go down. Because first I was kind of looking to make sure that the play was going to be blown dead, because I had a feeling it was going to be blown dead. And you're and, watching from up in the... Yeah, so I'm yeah, watching from up right. in the press box, and so I kind of see... Were they running towards
3: you or away from you?
4: They were running towards me. Okay. So they were running towards the press mm-hmm. box. And so I see Mac Jones go down, and and I knew he wasn't tripped. I knew it was purposeful, and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like You, you did that for real. And so, and a bunch of us immediately had the same reaction, because we knew he did it on purpose. And... What what you didn't see is that Eli Apple gets up and takes a swipe at Jones's head when when he when he gets up off the ground hmm. and then Jones is like on the ground like trying to be like hey you see what he did he's like trying to politic wow, for really? a flat yeah no I was like <laughs> oh man that's. That's that's bold. Oh my goodness! You just dove with the guy's yeah. knees, and so and now you're like, "Hey, where's my flag?" Yeah, and so, yeah, yes, exactly. So <laughs> so no so no one gets flagged wow. because they weren't they weren't the focus of the play. Right, the focus yeah. was okay down at the line of scrimmage. What's going on there? And then like, <laughs> okay, anything happens after that. Um, but I think it was dirty because look. OK, first of all, as Ross Tucker explained, you can't do that. I didn't realize that
3: when he said that. I didn't know you could only block low in the uh, buy should have known that from Trent Brown because he does it every day, but uh, yeah, I didn't realize that was something and, that could there, only be there done have there. been
4: and on the offensive side of things, there have been touchdowns taken off the board yeah. because of low blocks that were deemed to be outside of the tackle box. Now, now those aren't dirty so much as they are just plays that are illegal, okay? I've had somebody be like, "Oh yeah, what Mac did was illegal, but it was clean. Look, he's a defensive player in this situation. Mm-hmm. He's not an offensive player anymore. How often do you see when a defensive player is, is sprinting down the field in, in pursuit that they all of a sudden go and, and cut an a offensive player that's trying to go make a block? Do you ever see that?
3: Not often. Not often. You also don't see a defensive player on a turnover chase down a guy who's that far. Like, Apple was not. He wasn't catching Tyquan no, on at, Thornton.
4: No, Tyquan Thornton runs a four two.
3: Yeah, which I'm Eli, sure Mac Eli Jones Eli Apple, probably is not knowing not that you know, in real time, but like still, like
4: yeah, because he's out there trying to make a play. The thing yeah. is, Mac Jones is kind of a hardo. That's what that's what he he does. I mean, after the game, or, or you know, after the Stevenson fumble, he's in there because he he said he saw. The ball on the ground, like it, you know, it came like loose or whatever, yeah. and another scrub, and he's in there trying to get at it, and he's you know hitting people after the play has been long blown dead, and so they're trying to get the ball, trying to get it back. He is—he's definitely one of those win at all costs kind of guys. But I'm sorry, that play—that that's just inexcusable to me. If you really wanted to stop him from getting Taekwon, then just do what you did and kind of just just bump him, right? Just 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 bump him off course a little bit and then that's it you don't have to do that yeah to me that's trash yeah I, I, th- I think that play was trash
3: um yeah Mac uh, said he wasn't trying to hurt anybody said he had respect for Eli Apple you've probably seen all these videos out now of all the dirty plays that Macs made we knew about one from last year with uh Brian Burns and we've seen a couple of times I thought where that he play was bad
4: too because I thought so too yeah because again it's like oh yeah I'm trying to stop him from recovering the fumble that play is so far away from you yeah there's nothing Brian Burns is going to do to affect that play.
3: I know. He g- gave him, like, the gator twist. <laughs>
4: like, yeah, I know. Like, that it is the kind of stuff yeah. that people fight you for.
3: Yeah, really. For doing uh, that. Or guys can, you know, really injure their ankles on, too. Uh, and he that, did. That's another thing, yeah. He
4: missed a game.
3: He did. Um, I think that if Eli Apple had gone down and faked an injury, then Mac would have gotten a, a penalty there. I don't know if they'd have kicked him out of the game, like uh, Derwin James last night, but I think he probably would have gotten a flag if Apple had milked it a little bit. But instead he popped up and, you know, slapped him on the head and kept it moving. So, you know, sometimes it's just uh making uh the causing calling attention to yourself you know sometimes that's with the difference between a flag and no flag um mac is reportedly going to get fined about 12 grand for his low block but I have not seen any official word on that yet uh so we'll see what happens it's not expected to be a suspension um but uh it is a uh, it is likely going to be a fine this is the second time he'll have been fined this year the first time was when he like threw the ball at some guy in the bills or yeah. something right yeah. which I don't remember anyone even saying like that that was a thing like I I saw that video and thought that's he's getting fined for that that's incredibly minor like, like those are all- two things that are so different like he really tried the Hurt Eli Apple, fine for that. Fine. Okay, chucking the ball—that's the say Those are the same type of transgressions. Really? Oh, you
4: can't have that. That's unsportsmanlike. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like it's also kind of unsportsmanlike to just cut a dude who's, who's not going to really affect the play just just to do it. Mm. Like, so that, that's just not it to me.
3: Uh, let's go to the phones here. 779 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. Let's go up to New Hampshire and talk with Phil, who has a thought on uh, Mac Jones. Go ahead, Phil.
5: Hey, welcome back! Thanks, Phil. I used to I used to call you. You were the first person I ever called regularly. Is that right? Uh, yeah, on I late night? You at nighttime. Yeah, late night. I uh, used to have that little rap song intro. That's yeah, right. You were my guy. That was Leroy. Anyway. Who uh,
3: Leroy rapped on that? Yeah, I didn't even know he was going to do that. He brought that. It Was it's probably the anniversary? He brought that on like Christmas Eve. Uh, he brought in like a little uh, USB and he plugged it in and he said, "I rapped over your intro." And I said, "This is what we're doing from now on. This is our new intro." <laughs> and that was it for the next year. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I uh I, I listened to you a little on the other channel. I don't know. It's like um What other channel? I, there's I like no it. other channels,
3: there's WEI. that's exactly. it. Exactly. I, right. I
5: like I like your style, but I like it when you keep it more you and not so much constant negativity. I, I like I like I like you as you. Well thanks Phil. So with that being said Um, I haven't been super positive
3: today, but yeah, (laughs) anyway, go on.
5: No, no. Yeah. I mean, but that's you being you. It's not just like constantly seeking out the negative side of every possible thing. Okay. But anyway, long story short, um, let's get back to the right thing. Uh, what can we do to, uh, you know, we're talking about head trauma. Matt has head trauma right now from this offense. What can be done? To kind of get this guy back in like a good mental state, because honestly, with the Eli Apple play, to me, it's just him trying to redeem himself from looking like the Water Boy when he tried to tackle the guy for the first time <laughs> before he learned how to visualize an attack. Um, yeah, that was like then when they told Water Boy to tackle somebody. Oh yeah, that is kind of uh, what
3: that looked like.
5: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was like that. It was terrible, and mm. and I think he does have a little bit of a nasty streak, which I do like in my offensive lineman. I don't know so much about my quarterback, but what what can we do to get this guy back to a state where he's not literally mentally traumatized on the field? Cause he's so deep in his own head right now that he's not in the game. And, and, and I want, I want to like just hear something somebody say something that makes sense to make it seem like we can have a quarterback who's mentally able to play the position for the last two weeks of the season and maybe redeem a little bit of, of, of the Patriots, because right now it hurts to watch
3: this team. It really it, does, it, Phil. Uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate it, and I appreciate the kind words as well. Um, what's the plan? Kyrie, I'll let you take this one. Get What's that man
4: a new coach. Mm-hmm. I really think that is that is item number one, two, and three. And of course, yeah, go ahead and get him a better receiver or two. That would also be helpful. But but I, first I, things first, you would rank them coach and and, and second and third receiver. I, I'm, yes, okay. Because I think that the biggest. I mean, look, he didn't have amazing receivers last year either. He wasn't acting like this, or mm-hmm. he wasn't acting like this most of the time. Um, and and I'm not even talking about the the extracurricular part, but just like his his play. Because, again, what do we keep on hearing about Mac Jones? What does he keep talking about? He wants to know what the solution to the problem is. Okay? That's why he asks all these questions. You know, it's not about, like, I'm trying to show up the coaches. I mean, maybe there's some of that behind the scenes. Who knows? But I, it's generally because he wants to know what do I do in A, B, C situation so that I know how to solve the problem when it presents itself. So I'm not sitting there looking You know, with my thumb up my butt, like on those first two third downs where my two of my receivers collide and I've got nowhere to go with the football or I change the play to a screen and one of my guys doesn't figure it out. And I'm like, great. Now I've got to go turf this at Ramondre Stevenson's feet and everybody thinks I'm gonna look like an idiot. Right. It's like, can we not have that? I really just feel like the the coaching and and the, the general dysfunction of this offensive system. You get that part fixed. A lot of these issues where he's also just making mistakes process-wise.
3: Yeah.
4: Or he's throwing the ball late or he's making the wrong decisions. That stuff will probably start evening itself out, too.
3: You know what really bummed me out about that play, about that screen that that wasn't? Was that I, I sort of was thinking in the weeks prior... You know, if Mac's so unhappy with the offense, if he's so unhappy with the quick game, you know, remember he's yelling the quick game sucks and all that. If you're so unhappy with it, then change the play. Go to the line, call an audible, change the play, and run the play that you want to run. And he think he did that, and the guys didn't know what to do. <laughs> like you know, like at some point, you just got to be like, it's "Well, Jesus!" Like the call that comes in sucks. I'm trying to audible into something I think's going to work, be a little bit more comfortable and for me. But these guys attention. suck, and they don't know. They're all blocking. No one's ready to catch the ball. Like that. That's got to be frustrating. I mean, listen, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we we'll never know about, and I'm sure that Mac screwed up enough times too. And really deep down, I think the real MVPs of this team are the defense because they could go the way of Denver, and no one would be, no one would say that was unjustified. The Denver Broncos have a great defense and one of the worst offenses you'll ever see. Patriots aren't too far behind them there. I mean, it's an extreme case. The Patriots aren't as bad, but yeah, it's a no, no, similar no. type of situation that they're in. And you're not seeing any of those cracks, you're not. Uh, and that's because the defense isn't uh isn't forcing them. And I think that that means something too. Um yeah, it's uh it's a it's a weird situation and it's one that I think that Mac maybe is Is he someone that needs, like, a life coach? Someone called in the other day and was like, oh, Mac needs a shrink. He needs a life coach. He needs this. He needs that. He doesn't need a life coach. I don't think he needs a shrink. I think he just needs a real offensive coordinator, and I do think he needs a more playmaking receiver because, yeah, he put up good numbers last year, but look at how rejuvenated some of these quarterbacks and these offenses have become with these big stud receivers. Like, what that's done for Tua in Miami is immeasurable. And uh, I know that the just Vegas read, just, Raiders aren't winning a lot, but Adams has turned Carr into such a more dynamic quarterback, I think.
4: And then you've got you know Jalen Hurts. Right. All of a sudden he was you know, doing fine, and then all of a sudden he becomes you know an MVP candidate because you traded for A.J. Brown, and you put him alongside sure. you know, Devontae Smith. And, I mean, look at how, you know, you want to talk about rejuvenated, look at how different Mac Jones looked when he was just throwing a Kendrick board and he was right. feeling it. I mean, that that's... That's Give Josh Allen, thing, Stephen
3: Diggs, and look what they've done. You know, I mean, and a lot of times I feel like that's the last thing before a quarterback really achieves their potential, and I just don't think Mac Jones is even close. Because, look,
4: I get it, right? You want to talk about having a player that, you know, can elevate their team, and everybody wants to throw that that kind of cliche around, a quarterback that elevates their team, yeah. and Mac Jones hasn't necessarily elevated his team in that way. Okay, sure. But I feel like in order for you to get there to an extent you got to have dudes that can elevate you and can make plays for you because then you're then you're asking a quarterback to do it especially a second year quarterback do it all by themselves. how is that a recipe for success that that that's impractical you know yeah, what I mean it is so so I, I feel like you got to be able to have a guy that can help lift Mac up. And then he can start seeing if he can lift everybody else up, too.
3: Yeah, 617-779-7937. That's your phone number. We'll get to more of your phone calls. And uh, we'll talk about what happened with the Miami Dolphins. And uh, that's a team you're playing on Sunday. It's a team you need to beat and a team that your odds of beating just uh, improved a lot. And so we'll get into all of that right after the trend.
1: Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI
6: trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Patriots host the Miami Dolphins this Sunday at 1. According to head coach Mike McDaniel, Tua Tungavailoa is in concussion protocol, putting his status for Sunday's game in doubt. If Tua can't go, it'll be Teddy Bridgewater under center for the Finns. The Dolphins enter Sunday's game, having lost their last four games. The Celtics are back in action tonight, coming off a convincing win over the Bucks on Christmas Day as they host the Houston Rockets. Robert Williams and Peyton Pritchard are both listed as questionable. The Celtics enter tonight as 14.5-point favorites. And the Bruins, they play the first of a back-to-back tonight in Ottawa. Puck drop is set for seven. Rich Hill has found himself a new home as he and the Pittsburgh Pirates have agreed to a one-year, $8 million deal. Hill turns 43 in March as he enters his 19th big league season. And in NFL news, three-time defensive player of the year and seven-time All-Pro J.J. Watt has announced he will retire at the end of the season. I'm Justin Turpin, and that's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com.
0: Baseball is back.
1: It's Arcand and Kyrie on WEEI.
0: Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime.
6: I care very deeply about each and every player. Um, I take that serious. So, um, you know, I just, I just want him uh, to get healthy and have peace of mind in that regard. It's about uh, the human being and um, making sure he's uh, squared away.
3: As the Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel addressing the uh, Tua situation again, and that was a lot like what he said the first time around when we experienced all this. I care so much about my players; we never put them in the position where their health would be in jeopardy. We didn't know there was a concussion. We didn't know anything. And uh, it's hard; it gets harder. And I didn't believe him the first time. I definitely don't believe him now. Um, I think that this whole thing is bordering on uh, negligence. Uh, maybe is the right word. I'm not sure. I don't want to use some legal term that's not right here, but negligent, I think, is uh, is an accurate one. And I think that this guy, for all of his quirks and everything else, has to start taking this a little bit more seriously because his devil-may-care attitude about it, I think, could really end up being trouble for the league and uh, certainly for his team and for his quarterback, who is having a great year. He's a Pro Bowl snub this year, but I think he should have definitely been there and uh, has been putting up tremendous numbers in a new offense that – this guy put together here and this whole well you know we we really didn't see it and we didn't know it. you got to be better than this and the fact that the Miami Dolphins of all the teams in the NFL haven't really put an emphasis on being better at this exact thing is uh, very troubling, I think, for the league and certainly for them. And uh, great news for the New England Patriots, who may have to go uh, take on Teddy Bridgewater. And that team with Bridgewater is not the same team, that's for sure.
4: No, absolutely not. And then you think about, obviously, the the history that the Patriots have had against middling to backup quarterbacks. I mean, really, those are the only teams they beat, (laughs) or at least that they've, they've beaten this year, the ones with meh to bad quarterbacks. So this puts you in pretty good position. I think even with, with Tua, it's not like Tua has played them particularly well. Like, yeah, he's got the four and lifetime record. He hasn't played him bad. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, but the thing is, like, it's not like he is the reason True. they win those games. Like, oh my goodness, he's out there lighting the Patriots up. That's that just has not happened. Yeah, I mean, he's tried to throw away a number of games to the Patriots True. in in the past, but this year they only scored twenty points. And I remember
3: that game in Miami last year. It was uh, Duke Johnson ran all over everyone. Yeah, it was
4: Duke Johnson yeah. tore. It up, he had over 100 yards rushing, and even in week one, they scored uh 17 points, I believe. Yes, yeah, it was 17 to 16 that game ended up being, and the Patriots would have won if not for another red zone fumble mm. by uh Damian Harrison. That right, one, but right. um, even, even in that game, outside of the, the first drive of the game and the first drive of the second half, the Dolphins didn't do anything on offense. I mean, Tua wasn't that good, I mean, he probably should have had like three interceptions. But at the same time, you would still, to, to me, you would still take him over Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson. Anybody saying that, you know, oh, yeah, it's, it's bad news that, uh, you know, Tua's not playing because, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater might be better. Come on now. Yeah. Let, let's not trip on this.
3: It's a little weird. One thing about Tua that I think is interesting is that you remember that uh, it was an article, or maybe it was uh, uh, on the news or something? But it was it was him talking about how when Flores was the coach, he felt like he was worthless. He felt like he was not even there. And then uh, you know it was it just felt down on himself and didn't think he belonged in the NFL. And Flores wanted Watson and all this other stuff. And then McDaniel comes in and he says he really pumped him up and really made him you know feel good about himself and good about the offense and good about the team and everything. And I sort of was thinking about that and the value to that because I think there is. Yeah. of value, especially with young players. I don't think Mac Jones feels good about himself no. or the team or the offense Not or anybody right now. And maybe a coach like McDaniel could help him. Maybe that would be something that would really help. But then, the other side of that coin is a uh, pump you up, let's you know have a great time sort of coach like McDaniel when something serious like head injuries keeps popping up like this. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to deal with it. He doesn't know how to sort of balance the player's health with the success of the team, and uh, really being diligent about it. I feel like he just kind of, you know, says, "Yeah, somebody else deal with this. This isn't my. This isn't my thing. You're the head coach. This is on you."
4: And 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 the thing is, like, there are some people that would argue that, like, this is on the medical staff and the trainers or whatever, because you know the the coach has so many things going on in a game. I think I think Boomer Esiason actually said this. On, on the station that, you know, you can't put it on Mike McDaniel because a head coach has so many things going on in a game that, you know, they, they can't be everywhere at once and they can't know everything all at once. Like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Tua, you know, go, goes down with, you know, a, hits his head on the turf and he gets up. He's probably not even looking at that because he's thinking about what the next play is supposed to be or blah, 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 blah. But it kind of struck me that Bill Belichick, Talked about this when he when he was asked about Tua earlier this year. Yeah, when he was talking about the fact that hey, when you know, yeah, the, the medical staff, you know, if they clear you, then then that's great. But we also have our own set of evaluations where if you can't function, or, or you know, we're, we're worried about how much you can function. Even if you are cleared, we might still have you out of the game. We we still might not put you back in, and it makes me wonder where is that. If If it's there at all for yeah. the dolphins right now, because uh, again, if you, if you're looking at that, he takes that hit to the head and he stays in the game, he's clearly performing badly. like he is not himself,
3: yeah, and he didn't start throwing the picks to like the fourth quarter, so. It's not like in the third quarter he was, you know what I mean? Like, it really fell apart for him in the fourth. Yeah. So, you like, yeah. he
4: unraveled as the game went on. But yeah. I think even then, like, he still, like, somebody showed the the side-by-side stats of, like, the before and after. Mm. And, I mean, even then, like, his yards per, like, uh, you know, attempt were down. And it just, it just he wasn't cooking like he was earlier in the game. And some of that's game flow or what have you. Right. But, but again, if something like that is wrong, I don't know how you don't go back and look at that to me. And and I think it's great that, Mike McDaniel did, because that that was from uh, Aditi uh, Kinko Bala, you know, of CBS Sports, like talking about Tua basically asking, like, do I suck? And the fact that Mike McDaniel is like, you know, showing him, hey, look, this is is good. And they have a good relationship ostensibly. And and it does seem like he cares about him. And you do hope that uh, Mac Jones can get something like that. But at the same time, it, it does feel like a failure on his part, because in the end, you're the leader. You're the leader, and you have to do a better job.
3: Yeah, you do. Um, I, I just I thought that was a, a wild thing to have happen and transpire. It was missed by the concussion spotters. It was missed by the Dolphins and their trainers. It was missed by the coach. It wasn't until the next day where Tua went to the I don't know who he went to, went to the team doctor maybe, and said, "Hey, I'm I'm not feeling great." And uh, you know, then that's when they put him back into the protocol. So we'll see if it's his third concussion of the year. If it's his third time going into the protocol, I feel like they can't play him again. I feel like they have to shut him down for the rest of the year. I mean, if they want to avoid a lawsuit, uh, although, you know, you say that and then you think, well, Tua also has to say, I, I don't feel yeah, comfortable like, playing.
4: Yeah, it's like if he chooses to play. If he then- wants
3: to play, what are they supposed to do? Say, no, you can't? Yes. I guess I mean that's that's sort of where we're at but it's not in their best interest of trying to make the playoffs and it's not in Tua's best interest cuz he's saying he doesn't want to and these aren't kids you know like these he's a young guy but these aren't children these are adults who can make their own choices and I sort of feel like you know the, the NFL they they walk this very fine line of trying to respect that and also trying to avoid getting the pants suit off of them like they did a couple years ago and they had to pay out 700 million dollars uh to all those guys who had all those head injuries so it's a weird situation but I think that this the whole thing with Tua just shows how uh how broken it still is you know how broken the whole process is
4: yeah because again the currency is wins Mm -hmm. right in in, the the bottom line yeah we say the bottom line is money and I mean it is in a lot of ways but I mean in in the grand scheme of things or on the field, the currency is wins. And if your guy is telling you he's good enough to go and he doesn't look egregiously bad. And, and if the medical staff isn't catching it, you know, the spotters aren't catching it or whatever. And, you know, it, it, and, it and it's just like all oh, good. He's walking around fine. He's communicating fine, whatever. It's like, you're thinking, okay, my guy's good. I'm, I'm going to keep playing them. Right. And, and that that's <laughs> what teams are going to do unless, you know, you're, you're just, really that that dedicated to the point where it's like, you know what? This is going to be terrible for for my team, but this guy just can't play right now. I can't do it. We're going to have to sacrifice it. Like Somebody's got to step up. It's got to be next man up. And I feel like right now, that's where the Dolphins are. It's got to be next man up because, again, as I mentioned, three concussions in the course of, like, what, two months? Yeah. That's nothing to play with. And no. I mean, yeah, you could say it was only two. Nobody believes it was only two. We all think it was three. And so... To me, this is this is getting to the point where, first of all, you not only have to shut him down, but you got to really think about. He needs to start thinking about his future. Yeah,
3: and if he wants to even play football anymore, that's that's a reasonable thing to be uh, to be discussing with his family and with the team and with everybody else. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. So as we discuss this Tua situation, I think it's very unlikely that he plays on Sunday, which means it's very likely Bridgewater is going to play, which means it's very likely the Patriots will be in this game. I don't know if they're going to win it necessarily, but I think they'll certainly be in it, and uh, I think they can win it because Bridgewater and the Dolphins are not a great mix. I don't think he runs that team very well, and he's also been sitting on the bench for however long, since the last time Tua was out. So he'll probably be rusty. I just I don't I don't feel uh, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm not feeling great about this, uh, about this matchup coming into New England anything about it um here's the thing we want the patriots in the playoffs right it's more interesting for us it's better for business that's that's me the radio host talking right now uh the fans probably would prefer they made the playoffs to not making it because there's nothing worse than just missing the playoffs because you get about as bad a draft pick as you can get without actually playing in a playoff game
4: yeah and i think especially here right right there's this idea that like you got to make the playoffs like we can't settle for less here Whereas like in other places it's like, oh trust the process, let's mm-hmm. tank. Yeah. You no, know, but but I, I still think that Patriots fans are still fighting to or they still struggling to accept the reality of where things are right now. This is not a championship team. Honestly, this team doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs. But there is that sort of, you know, can't say die sort of thing. Right. Like like if they get in, they've got a shot, which is technically true. But not really, not mm-hmm. for this team.
3: Yeah. Like, remember when the Saints made it when they were 7-9 and nine that one year? <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, yeah, someone had to make it, and I guess here you are, you're a playoff team. But, like, Jesus, you know, get, get these guys out of here. They don't, no one wants to watch them. And I feel like the Patriots are going to be those, one of those teams no one wants to watch on Wildcard Weekend. You know how there's always, like, that one game yeah. where you're just like, oh, get these guys off the field. Like, that's get the Patriots. They'll be the tomato cans. The Dan Shaughnessy Memorial Tomato cans, you know, like that's that's why I Shaughnessy's still alive. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, but, but that's mean, that's what they're gonna be if they do make it in. That's the most they can hope for is that they get to be the Shaughnessy Tomato cans,
4: right? Because think about it. Look, look at what the teams we're talking about. So Kansas City and and Buffalo are fighting for the top seat, right? And you know, there is an outside chance that the Bengals are, are there as well. But right now, it looks like it's going to be one of one of Kansas City or Buffalo. And then whoever doesn't get it in the end ends up with the second seed. Mm-hmm. So, OK, you want to go down to Orchard Park, get whacked again. <laughs> you want you want that you you want to go or do you want to go over to Arrowhead and get whacked? I mean, pick one. Yeah. Right. Either way, it's, it's not ha- going well for you. I, I, either way, it's 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 gonna happen one way or another. The season has an expiration date. It is no less than you know, no more than three weeks away. You, 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 to me, that that's just reality. Um and then there's obviously the part of not just that, but can you even be hundred percent confident that this team can take advantage of, of this good fortune that they've been given?
3: Not necessarily. Like I think that it's a winnable, it's a winnable situation to be in. But I just look at the way they've played over the last month plus. And I don't know that they can even take advantage. They took advantage of Murray going down with that injury, I guess, uh, and beating Arizona. But other than that, they've either been outclassed or they had a chance to win at the end and completely uh, crapped all over themselves. And those are the type of characteristics that, A, don't spell success in the playoffs, to be sure, and, B, sort of make me think that this season's ending exactly like last season ended, you know, with a whimper. It It
4: would end exactly like that. Right. Whether it's in Orchard Park two weeks from now, or at Orchard Park, or <laughs> you know, now, three yeah. weeks from now, or or Arrowhead three weeks from now, it's going to happen.
3: Yeah, it, it certainly seems that way. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That's your phone number. Let's go to the phones. Talk to my good friend Stephen Fall River. Hello, Steve. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? How was your holiday?
7: Uh, it was very good. Terrific, really good. So I heard you say a while back. Uh, I don't want to make uh, the Bill O'Brien the uh, magic bullet here because there's a lot of problems. Right. And then you guys did your one, two, three. I want to give your co-host a chance. Tell me what one, two, and three ought to
4: fix this team, please. Kyrie. One, two, and three.
7: What was, what?
4: Get us a new offensive coach. Get us some dynamic talent on the outsides of both uh, of both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um and i think if if you're if you're talking about <laughs> if you're talking about making this team like an actual super bowl contender um i don't know man there might need to be a new quarterback that's,
7: i don't no that's too much that's a heavy <laughs> lift that i think your first iteration was an offensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator is all three. I could be wrong, but I thought that's right. <laughs> no, that's, no what I that's, said. What I, said that's what I said. That's what I said. Now I'm answering, I am now I'm answering uh, uh, you know,
4: actually. Right.
7: All right. But you've got to realize that pressionable people, as in 99% of the talk radio listeners, get their heads filled up with this stuff. And they think, you already said that some of them are having a hard time coming get to grips with reality where this team is. I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm. They think Bill O'Brien is going to solve all the problems. But I want to give you my three. Need weapons at wide receiver. Yep. Need an offensive line that works. And you need coaching for the offensive play calling and the offensive line in that order. But the players in one and two are way more important than number three. Now, how do you get that done when the guy that keeps bringing you the players is very bad at that job. Knew, it, knew it was coming. That would be Bill Belichick. Right. You, have to do, you have to come to this realization that this guy is not the guy to do it because his track record says
3: he can't do it. No, but Steve, these players and two, Bill Belichick won 10 coming. games last year and have gotten worse this year with different offensive coaches. That's a fact. I mean, you can't say that the team looks that much different from last year's Look, team. And seven, last year's team was different from game,
7: this. The seven-game winning streak...
3: We're there was some. Be,
7: it's true. In the, in the next five years, that seven game win sheet is going to be like our Super Bowl. That's how pathetic <laughs> we're going to be. All right,
3: Steve. Thanks for the call. Uh, we're up against it, so knew, we got to. Go. I knew
4: it was coming. Um, has, you, you know, Steve. Yeah, Steve yeah, will yeah. get there eventually. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, w- it will always come down to <laughs> Belichick sucks. Um, look, in the end, I'm not going to sit up here because in the end, this is all at his feet, right? Mm. But yeah, like you said, we've seen what this team looks like with competent offensive coaching with just about the same kind of personnel and. It was better than this. Yep.
3: Simple as that. It certainly was. By the way, uh, Pro Football Focus has released their highest graded wide receivers for week 16. Number five is Drake London the f- Atlanta, even though I think he had a bad fumble in that game. Uh, number four, DJ Moore, Carolina. Number three, Jalen Waddell, who has the best celebration in the NFL, I think.
4: Oh, it's wonderful.
3: Number two is Devontae Smith. And number one, how about Kenny Bourne? Kendrick Bourne. Number no, one, number the number 84. one highest graded wide receiver. In week sixteen, in the NFL, the National Football League, he was number one. How about that? What do you know? Yeah, but uh, maybe he should play a little, a little more. Why know?
4: didn't Why didn't he play more? Why do he play more, Arkan? Uh, no particular
3: reason. No particular reason. No, presi- not none that I am aware of. I don't know if he's not playing. No reason. Best uh, receiver of the whole in the whole league this week. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe he'll get a little bit more, a little bit more looks next year. I think that uh, you know, will
4: they will they be with the Patriots?
3: Maybe, maybe not. I think I meant to say next week, not uh, not next year. But I do think that you know you talk about how this is like a lost season for Mac. More than any other uh, free agent that was signed two years ago, even more than Henry, I think this was a devastating lost season for Kendrick Bourne. Because last yeah. year last year he had the fixins and the makings of a guy who could be a top two receiver in the NFL wherever. I mean, like he was he was uh, trending that way. He would, after a seven hundred uh, yard 800, season eight hundred yards, yeah. yards excuse me, uh, seasons with a rookie quarterback and the connection that they developed, I thought that there was really a possibility that Kendrick Bourne was going to ascend this year. I think a lot of people did. Uh, except everyone in the Patriots, and like, and like staff. you
4: mean like a like a real like number two receiver. Sure, right? yeah,
3: absolutely, not, and like, not top like two in the league. Yeah, not, and not like Jalen Waddle or anything, but like certainly a, a guy that could play in most most rosters and be considered a top two on most rosters. I thought that was in his future this year. And yeah, Mac Jones. This was a lost year for him, but boy, was it ever a lost year for Kendrick Bourne. I mean, not just did he not uh, ascend to that; they barely let him off the bench and then the one time they finally do, and uh, he goes off for 100 yards. So go figure. 617 779 nine seven ninety three seven. That's your phone number. Quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a Patriots coach who may actually be attracting some attention from other teams out there in the league and may actually end up be leaving this year because he actually has some interest. Uh, there's interest in a Patriots coach. I know. It's weird. We'll talk about it next.
0: W e i Love E-I. WEEI. WEI.
1: W-E-I. W-E-I. New England's
0: sports original. We're
1: back. It's Arcand and Kyrie on WEEI.
0: Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime.
3: Is is being a
0: head coach still something that's,
3: that's on your radar? I know you said in the past that you'd like to do that, and so uh, I just kind of wanted to get you on record.
5: Yeah, that's that's never changed. You know, I think I'm ready to be a head coach in the league.
3: 445 here, Sports Radio, WEI Christian Arkin, Kyrie Thompson. That was Gerard Mayo answering the question that uh, I think we all knew the answer to already. Do you still want to be a head coach? He says, hell yeah, I still want to be a head coach. Yep. And I'm I mean, not even a coordinator right now. Of course I want to be a head oh coach. Oh, my God.
4: That, that, that's low-key one st- of the st- most dis- dis- disrespectful things, man. I know. The fact that he... You know, the way you hear it, right, is that he's the he's the guy who does a lot of the uh, the, the game planning stuff, mm-hmm. right? So he does a lot of the planning, and Steve Belichick's the one who gets all the 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 play calling adulation or hate or you know whatever have you. But but the idea that oh yeah, like you can't be a you know coordinator, right? Is, is just kind of like I've heard he just wants he he's begging to get out of here. And to either get a real defensive coordinator job or get a head coaching job.
3: Yeah, and uh, listen, I'm not going to pretend like I know who's responsible for the defense being as good as it is. Uh, I know that the the other Belichick's like the safeties coach, right? Uh, Brian Belichick? Yep. he's the safeties coach. Steve is uh, linebackers and calling the defenses, he's right? He's
4: the outside linebackers coach, and he calls the defense. And Gerard Mayo is the inside linebackers coach, and he... Does game planning stuff.
3: Right, and he's uh, he's there as well. There's still some interest, obviously, around the league. Uh, the Denver Broncos just fired their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. I've heard that uh, that Broncos job may not be a job that's all that attractive right now. I heard that Condoleezza Rice, first of all, is helping search for the new head coach. Remember when she was going to be the coach of the Browns? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I do remember that. Why does, this, why does she always sort of just pop up like that? Like, you were the secretary of state. Like, what are you getting all into the end? You are. Why do you want to coach the Browns? You are face? a smart
4: person. We <laughs> what, need more smart people in this industry. It's I guess, like, maybe. I don't so, know. So are you you're telling me that you don't have smart people in your building now? Like, I come mean,
3: on. come on. Uh, so there's that. And also uh, the new owners of the Broncos, um, Walton's kid there, and uh, I forget the other guy's name. They want whoever the new coach is to report directly to them. And I feel like when you it's one thing to sort of have that is like everybody knows that behind the scenes. Like you got to report like you got to report to, you know, the Jimmy there. You got to report to whoever. Um, George
4: Payton, you can't do your job.
3: Right. But when you sort of come out and announce that. Whoever it is, got to deal with May- – like, okay, new owner, like this is going to go great, I'm sure. Um, I think that that's uh, – for Mayo anyway, I mean, he wants to be a head coach and he's over here sort of stuck in limbo. So I'd imagine he'd take that even under those circumstances. But uh, Gerard Mayo potentially leaving. I mean, we talk about – Gerard. The- patriot brain drain right yeah. uh, we talked about the devastating effects on the offense that sort of walked out the door with uh, Josh McDaniels and Carmen Brasillo and the rest of those guys who all went to to Las Vegas could the same thing happen with the defense this year
4: yes i think though that you as you kind of talked about earlier not that i would you know ex- love this i think it'd be you know solve all the problems but you you would in theory if you want to keep Matt Patricia around as your senior football advisor guy well Nobody's coming to scoop him up. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that you could just have him waiting in the wings and if Gerard Mayo left, oh, you know, Matt Patricia, you want to go coach some defense. And it's like that that's your your natural state. You go ahead and you do that. Yeah. Um so I don't think it's as quite as worrisome there though it would depend on if Gerard did get that job or or another job. Who is he taking? Right? Would he be able to take anyone from the Patriots staff the way that cuz the thing was the brain drain wasn't just about you know Josh McDaniels leaving this past year it was yeah. the fact that he took Mick Lombardi and he took Carmen Brasillo. right and, and 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 so that was the the bigger issue i would say in terms of stealing all these potential options that could have filled in for him and, and also that, you know, again, the offensive line hasn't been well coached.
3: Anyway. Yeah, no, it certainly hasn't. Uh, Greg Penner, by the way, is the uh, new CEO and owner of the Broncos. And he said, yes, the new head coach will not be reporting to uh, George Patton, the, the GM. No, he's going to be reporting uh, directly to me. But that Patton will be intimately involved in the search. Here's another reason why this is an unattractive job. He capping the-, the
4: heck out of that. dude
3: Broncos suck. All right. You want to be the guy who has to go in there with no draft picks for the next three years. And Russell Wilson, who's cooked like I've never seen before and try and squeeze blood out of that stone. Like, oh, boy. I know that when you get a new head coaching job, it's usually not with a good team. But holy mo, that Broncos, too, what a mess they are. They what are. What an unabridged mess. Like, that would – if you have no other options, then I guess you take that job. But if you can do anything else, you probably do it.
4: I mean, it'd be like taking a Texans job, right? <laughs> right we're, yeah. we're like Lovie Smith is like, oh, well, I'm not going to have a whole lot of other options here. So mm-hmm. uh, this is probably my last head coaching job of my career. So go ahead and take it. The thing is, too, you can't get out of that Russ contract until 2025. Even if you traded, I him, know. even if you traded him in like 2024 or before that, it still wouldn't. You, you, you still wouldn't be able to get the cap savings to outweigh the dead money like you're you're stuck with that dude i know you did that willingly <laughs> you you decide and, and, they tried it yeah <laughs> and look here, here's the thing right there's there's all that talk out there that they hired hackett because they thought that rogers really wanted out of green bay right and you thought maybe they were going to be able to sway him to get him to come over to denver and hackett would be the the guy though really it was going to be aaron rogers is going to be the guy running things and so then you, you pivoted to Russ instead of you, so you pivoted to Russ and you drafted a star cornerback who's really good. Pat, Patrick Sertans a really good player. He is, yeah. But you opted to do that instead of drafting a quarterback and doing the whole rebuild right. You had Hurts, and now look where you are. <laughs> you could add Justin Fields. Yeah, you could add Justin Fields or Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. You you could have taken your pick, and instead you got neither. You're stuck with Russ on on a horrible just albatross of a contract and and you have no hope of getting out of
3: it but at least the players really like him yeah you know at least he's got them Great all rallying. relationship
4: you know they they totally help him up when he's down definitely and, you know they all go to his birthday parties and all that
3: Sierra, it was through the party. And they they went, still couldn't get the whole team to go.
4: It's like they went to Sierra's house. They didn't yeah. go to Russ's house.
3: They, like, didn't even talk to Russ when they were there. Uh, let's go to the phones before the top of the hour. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Joe is in Millis. Go ahead, Joe.
2: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Afternoon. Uh, good new year to you. You too. You know, if I remember the season correctly, um, not only was it could have been a lost season for Matt Jones, it also could have been a career-ending season. You know, he came very close to being – Joe Thiesman earlier on. So the- did Theismann he really?
3: Was- Joe Theismann's, uh leg snapped in half. He had a he had an injury that he was back in a month. Come on, well,
4: <laughs> well, back, he- back was acting well, like he got Joe Thiesman. It's
3: true. I mean, he sounded like Joe Thiesman, maybe, but yeah, I don't well, I don't know about that. Well,
4: it was close to
2: being it, which is enough for me. Okay. That, no, they didn't let him move out of the pocket at all. They expected him to sit in the pocket and deliver the pass and take the big hit. You can't afford to do that with maybe with um, you know the quarterback from Buffalo. You might get away with it, but you're not going to get away with it um, with someone who's smaller. Secondly, unless you control the line of scrimmage, any professional that I've ever heard said has said, unless you control the line of scrimmage, you are not going to win football games. And they have not once controlled the line of scrimmage. Any yards gained on the ground were by the extraordinary efforts made by the running backs. And who takes the praise for it? The offensive coordinator, which is, is just lacking in knowledge. And when you're on first and goal and you throw up three, four balloons to the corner route, mm-hmm. I mean, you should be able to run the ball in
3: and that, that's a fact. Well, they really should have, Joe, saying- but the guy fumbled it. You know, that's what happened. Yep, they
4: tried it. <laughs> they tried it. <laughs> they tried running the They ball. ran it a whole that, bunch. That, that, <laughs> it, that did not work to that point, though. They
3: ran it. They stopped him. They ran it again. And then they and then ran it, fumbled it until it. he fumbled it. Yeah, yep, basically. Exactly. And it was always that same draw, you know, that same draw play out of the shotgun, which seemed like it was working, I thought, uh, and was, to me anyway, something that I, I kind of looked at and thought, okay, well, at least they're not super predictable anymore. Every time they came out and lined up under center, they handed it off, but they were also doing the draw out of uh, out of the shotgun and i feel like they caught him off guard with that a couple of times it was working until it wasn't and uh we all saw how that ended anyway 617-779-7937 is the phone number we'll get to more of your phone calls uh right after this
1: the greatest coach of all time bill belichick on the greg hill show Well, the biggest thing anytime you play against explosive players so of course is they try not to give it to them in one play try to make them you know, run 8, 10, 12 plays to, to score and uh, try to keep the ball in front of you. Miss Bill Belichick on The Greg Hill Show? Oh. Listen to it on demand anywhere, anytime. Download the Odyssey app and take Boston Sports with you everywhere you go.
0: W-E-E-I.
1: W-E-E-I. New England Sports Original.